It's not unique. As a business owner, we want something, the sale, and the client wants something, not overpaying. How you negotiate the deal can set the table for the rest of the business relationship. What if there is only one winner? Is that okay? On today's episode of the Business Buffet, we're going to talk about negotiations in business and how they can affect the lifetime business relationship. Welcome to the Business Buffet podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome back or welcome to the Business Buffet podcast. My name is Phil Anderson and sitting across from me is my good friend and someone who's been quite sick. Ed, how, how are you feeling right now? You know, I'm, I'm alive. I, <laughs> alive is better than the alternative. You know, my motto is always seen, not viewed. Oh, there you go. And, and at this point, I am upright. So I'm doing good. How well, about you? I, I'm doing great. It's, it, you know, we're into the new year now and um, it, it's, you know, it's all starting. It, the holidays are behind us and I'm kind of happy about that. Well, it, it is surprising to already be into 2020. Let's all have a good focus. Yeah. Have everything in focus, 2020 vision. 19 just kind of flew by. The 2020's here. That's right. And we're going to make it a great year. It's going to be epic. That's my new catchphrase this year. It's an epic year. Epic. So this is a really big week for Business Buffet. Yesterday, we released our very first Business Buffet Side Dish episode, and we'll have three of those a week on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Today is the first Business Buffet Main Dish to be published on a Tuesday, so welcome to a Tuesday edition. Uh, And we're throwing out our first Business Buffet Ingredient episode in a couple days on Thursday. So that's a lot of content, Ed. Are you are you good with this? Yeah, absolutely. I love buffets. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm really excited. And I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And I need to um, ask something. I, so I continue to hear from people who have listened to our podcast. And surpri- surprisingly, they're liking it a lot. And that's really uh, satisfying and gratifying. But I was wondering, Ed, if you would consider, and I mean, what do you think of calling this Phil's Business Buffet podcast? I think we should change it. It would work really, really well for me, better for me. What do you think? No. Phil's Business Buffet podcast. No, 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 no. I it's think not going to work. Business Buffet. It's a good well, because it kind of cuts me out. I mean, I'm just saying. It, <laughs> if anything, it should be Ed's Business Buffet. Well, so let's go ahead and get into the discussion. Uh, you know, we we're having fun with this negotiation, and I knew it wasn't going to go. And I didn't really want it anyway. Well, he didn't bring food. I mean, how do you negotiate with me and not have food? <laughs> That's right. Here, look what I have. How about this? Um, so most of the time, negotiating a business is serious business. We were having fun with that. But, you know, honestly, negotiations can really set the table for future uh, relationships, really. So, Ed, there are many situations and instances where negotiating comes up, Right. I mean, heck, absolutely. Crossing the street, ordering at Starbucks, all can be a negotiation. Let me, let me ask, did you get excited about Starbucks? 
I don't know. Not really. <laughs> I should have said um, ordering at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Sweet Baby Ray's. You know, <laughs> there you Lou's. go. All of the above. Yeah, right. So let me ask you, do you get nervous when you know you will be in a negotiation with somebody? Generally, no. I don't like confrontation. Never have. Uh, and, you know, and sometimes I know if I'm going to walk into a room with a particular individual that it's, it's probably going to be adversarial of some sort. So the, I, I wouldn't say that I get nervous. I'm sometimes a little trepidation about walking into it, but no, generally. I will say this, um, you and I, we differ on a lot of things, but we also have uh, a lot of things in common and, and not wanting conflict is one of them. I, I think I, I really avoid that almost at all costs. Um, so negotiations come up in many ways for sure. The one uh, we think about the most, I think, is with a client or customer. In retail, There's the negotiation is really subtle, right? If something isn't selling, it's the customer's way of saying, you're going to need to sharpen your pencil a little bit more before I give you my hard-earned money. That's their way of negotiating. It, it's not a verbal. It's just they won't do business, right? Well, whether it's sharpen the pencil or improve your sales presentation. Or, or um, improve the product, too. Well, right? that too. It, yeah. could just, it could just be the product sucks. It, it's a silent negotiation, but the customers uh, will stop buying, stop spending their money. Um, and it, it's kind of a, a good tell. If, if you're not moving your product, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You got to retool it. Yep. So when we're, we're negotiating contracts can be like mono a mono, which can literally mean like one-on-one or many on many or a combination of both. Right. Absolutely. So when we're um, like, so how about negotiating a little closer to home, right? In a recent Christmas trip down to California, we visited uh, Shelly's family, which included her grandsons who are growing up really fast. Her oldest grandson is only three. Looks like he's five. It's amazing. Um, still got emotional. He's emotionally three, but he's already negotiating about everything, everything. Like literally, um, Johnny, eat your, you know, whatever, eat your peas. Uh, I don't want to I'll tell you what, if I eat my peas, can I have a bite of this? I'm, I'm serious. And it's fascinating to watch. I, th- I think it's, it's born into us. It's, it's part of our DNA. But I think it's really good because at that age he's learning. Okay. So I'm going to have to, if, they want me to do this and I'm going to go ahead and say, well, I want this. So can we both have our, sorry to bring this up, but cake can eat it too. Absolutely. I think it works. Right. So I really like cake. Anyway, I, I, I think that's really cool. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, this, we have to do an episode on negotiating. Um, so do you wing your negotiations at all? Or do you go in? You know, that's a great question. I really want to put my customer first. Because I know that it, it's like a casino. I view my <laughs> if my customers are listening. No, I don't view you like a casino. Um, I, you should have seen he got up out of his chair and is backpedaling so fast, um, <laughs> grabbing but, the shovel and digging the hole. Right, right. But you know the idea in, in the casino is if you just keep them playing, the house will always win. That's true. And yep. I I, I kind of feel the same way in business. If I just keep them as a customer. Uh, you know, I continue to make more money and to keep a customer. Here's where I separate from the casino analogy. Um, I, I got to provide excellent service. And sometimes I have to give on the negotiation. Sometimes I have to give in now in order to 
gain a long-term benefit later. So this is just my opinion. Um, I think that at the end of each negotiation, there should be two winners. I mean, most no, win, negotiations. Sure, win-win, right. Right, uh, two parties, right? I, I guess there could be multiple parties, but that gets a little um, complicated. If, you, if you're more of a pessimist, there should be two losers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Either way, it's the same thing. It's funny, um, looking up some of the... Um, uh, doing some research on, on negotiating because we all have our own way and it's good to look into other uh, aspects of a topic. Um, I found a book called never split the difference negotiate as if your life is depending as dependent on it by Chris Voss. It's funny. I, I looked at that and I've not read the book. It could be a great book and sometimes titles can be misleading, but that never split the difference. I thought that, that doesn't seem like a win win, right? I, I think either way, um, if you have one party that feels like they won and the other feels like they lost, that's that's no good. Well, you didn't ask me when I am on the customer end, how do I negotiate? Well, shouldn't they be about the same thing? No, they're completely different. Oh, do tell. I, uh, I'll, I'll share a story. When we were buying, uh, I think this was our second car together. We bought a Pontiac Grand Prix, my wife and I. We are newly married. Uh, I think we'd been married five or six years at that point. And we went to the dealership and we're negotiating the price. Now, when I go to buy something, you got to keep in mind, I'm really good at math. <laughs> I've already worked the numbers. Yeah, you have. And, and I know them seven ways from Sunday. So I, I, I go into the conversation kind of light. And uh, on this particular time, uh, I, I told the guy that, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay my price and not a penny more. And by the way, I'm not going to tell you what that is. I'm going to let you come up with the first number. If you're not okay with that, then let's talk to somebody else. So he was, he was a good sales guy and we, he worked on me for a long time and I <laughs> really worked on him. He'd come back with a number and I'd say, well, wow, you're, you're really just insulting me. Did you me. actually walk away and leave? or I, I stood up numerous times. Okay. And, um, I'll, I'll tell you some other stories in another time. But, okay. <clears throat> so uh, the, if we finally got down to the brass tacks. He had been working his sales manager. I mean, I knew exactly how much I wanted to pay. And by now, he knows what it is. So and now he has to come up with the Now uh, he, it, it's pretty much decision. on the table. That's right. Here's the price I'm going to pay. Am I going to be willing to make this here's, number? Here's right. the interest rate. Here's the terms, everything. Take it or leave it. And he came back to, I'm not kidding, within 95 cents of what I wanted to pay a month. He was going to see how. how and, and I was ready to walk. At the 95 cents. At, yeah, this is not my number. I told you if you don't What's come. The, what, just out of curiosity, what was that price of the car? What was I don't, that number? I don't remember. This is 25 years okay, ago. But, okay. but, but it was at 95 cents. It was 95 cents away. And I'm, I'm standing up and my wife, she says, will you shake his hand? So, so, so <clears throat> we did the deal. But <laughs> <laughs> So you took 95 cents in the shorts. I took 95 cents in the shorts. But, you know, when I'm the customer, no, no, no. I, I negotiate as if my life depends on it. It, it kind of, at that point, we're talking, um, uh, you were negotiating with a, with a car dealership, right? Yep. So I guess when we're talking um, small 
an individual versus a corporation, yeah, I can see maybe where that's a little bit different because they're they could sustain what it could have been five hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Who knows? Because we don't know what the price was. They can sustain that loss because they've gained a customer who presumably would have a good story to pass on. Where if you're going to sustain that loss, you you go away thinking, okay, this sucks. I'm I'm probably not coming back here. Oh, and the two thousand actually it hits harder, right? Yeah, I mean, in this case, it was a $600 difference over okay. the life of the loan. Right. But, I mean, it was principal. Right. Damn it, I told you my, that's it. 95 cents. 95 cents. So Gary Vaynerchuk, someone who I, uh, um, on a daily basis, will actually uh, listen to his content about social media and business in general. He says one of the things about negotiating, one one strategy is no what the fairest number is for both parties and then go in with that number and don't back down. It's kind of what it, you didn't necessarily think it was the fairest for both parties. It was what you were going to pay. But if you go in with a number, cause I do believe that both parties should feel like they came out uh, with a win and had to give something up. I, I, yeah. Well, and in this particular case, I didn't go in with a ridiculous price. No, you came in with a realistic one. You I didn't knew, come in 500 under what he paid for yeah, it. You know, I knew what the car cost. I knew what I could afford. Um, and, and this is what I wanted to pay. I, I, the interest rate, everything. So, yeah, I think I am doing what Gary is suggesting. Well, and it's interesting because if you go in with that number, uh, ultimately, you may not get you, you may not get it. I mean, you could have walked away with no car. That's right, and he he had uh, he had license to say, uh, "I understand this is your number. We can't do that." And you could have just got up and walked out and not had a car. And honestly, I would have. Right, had my wife not said something, I would have walked out. <laughs> so how many how many negotiations for getting a car have you brought K to since? Well, actually, <laughs> after that, we we went we bought a pickup. I'll share this story real quick. We were buying a pickup, and I decided for the first time that I would consider a Toyota. So we went to the Toyota dealership first, and I drove the Toyota, and I actually liked it. The Toyota Tacoma, it was a good truck. And I told the dealer what I wanted to pay at the interest rate and the terms. And I said, you know, honestly, this is no stress. You probably can't do it. If you can't, that's cool. So said, well, I, I need to run a credit report. I said, tell you what, here's my social. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to wait in the car. And in five minutes, I'm pulling out. If you're not there and say you can do it. I don't, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. So he went off and, and <laughs> my wife, she's like rolling her eyes. <laughs> it's kind of a perpetual thing for, for around me. So, you know, right, I know the feeling. right at four minutes, 50 seconds, I see him walking out and he comes four up. minutes and 50 seconds. Four minutes, yeah. He pushed it right to the end. Four minutes, 50 seconds. He walks out, he stands up to the window and he says, okay, so here's the best deal that I can do. I said, well, Hey, I really appreciate it. You might want to move your feet. I don't want to run over them. Pulled out, drove away. Is that right? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think in not to bash on car dealerships, but they're the butt of many jokes of the car, car salesman. Um, they are like many look for the emotion, get you into an emotional state, and that's their way of negotiating, right? Well, that they, they use so many sales tricks, yeah. presumptive clothes, different clothes techniques, 
the pressure, they mic, they bug the room. Uh, yeah, they they're not playing fair. It's like a timeshare uh, yeah. deal, right? And I love those, by the way. Oh, I've been to a few of those. I'll, you know why you go? Because usually lunch is involved. Well, absolutely. And lunch, a nice trip, and I'm not buying anything. And I'm not either, right? But it's amazing because everybody goes in with that same mindset, and they still make three or four sales. They do. I know. They There's people that even when they know they're not going to do it, they still collapse under like, the pressure. This actually seems like a pretty good deal. Can we do that? Well, and I think... It's because of those experiences that many small business people struggle with the negotiations because they don't ever want to be perceived as the slimy salesperson that suckers somebody into doing something they didn't want to do. Well, I know that's, I don't, I don't want that. I mean, I, as honestly, I will, if I really want a client, I will actually take an early hit to bring them in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I don't have a problem with that, but I do believe if, if you have two people that are just trying to gouge the other side and get the most, the biggest win, I don't believe that relationship is sustainable. Absolutely not. That's just my thought. No, I agree. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, um, a a couple negotiating, uh, points to, to keep in mind, take note of. So when you're in negotiations, go in with an absolute lowest result you can live with already in mind. Uh, Ed did that with the car and it didn't work out. He spent 95 cents too much. Now it wasn't $9,500, but a loss is a loss. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never let Kay live that one down. I'm just saying. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Number two, each side needs to feel like they've won at some level. Number three, each side should feel like they've made a concession at some level. And the last point, the more knowledge you have going into a negotiation, the better. Don't be the victim of surprises. Try to, try to think through all the different scenarios. By the way, if you are wanting to be a sponsor of one of our episodes, we may be reading your 30-second clip right now. Just think about that. And that lives in perpetuity. So we're going to end today's episode with a quote of the day. Don't be afraid to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. H. Jackson Brown Jr. Who's he? Uh, Well, he is an American. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. He's an American author, best known for his inspirational book, Life's Little Instruction Book. Everyone's seen that, by the way which was a New York Times bestseller, bestseller and a sequel, um, Life's Little Instruction Book, Volume 2, also made it to the same bestseller list in 1993. Good stuff. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.